What a play by Tony Walter. Ian Desmond with his 15. Check swing roller. Check swing roller. That was a rocket ship taking off. This ball is long gone. Holbrook, Blackman, we're tied. Tulowitzki. Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Rockies podcast on your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jenna Garcia, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first box of protein bars that taste like candy bars. You don't want to miss out on this time, you guys. Nobody can see you right now, so the work you put in now will help you get ready for bikini season. I know how many of you like your thongs. Today we continue the what if episodes, right? We've been doing what if Jose Abreu uh, came to the Rockies in 2018. What if the Rockies had paid DJ LeMahieu? What if they hadn't paid uh, Ian Desmond? What if, what if, what if? But right now, current time, the what ifs are kind of real because on Monday, the MLB will decide whether they come back or not. What if the players' union and the players agree to the contract sent to them this week by the MLB and come back and have a season? Pretty crazy. If you <laughs> read the 67-page document, which I highly don't suggest, you'll see that it basically specifies a lot of things. There are a lot of areas that it is very clear on as far as testing goes. It talks about uh, on the road. It talks about high-risk individuals, how individual players will be split into tiers. Players and on-field personnel will be a tier one. Tier two are essential employees, including front office officials. And then there'll be different tiers of people every single day that are receiving testing. Um, It talks about adjustments in the stadium and on the field players will be required to wear a mask at all times uh, except for when in heavy exercise so when on the field um, it says that a ball will be thrown away after a player after multiple players touch it which is like every single play I mean if a ground ball goes to shortstop you're going and it's a double play you're going to Second, maybe first, there could be three guys, there could be two guys touching that ball, the pitcher's touching the ball every single um, every single play, um, the catcher's touching the ball every single play. There are, there's so many questions to really be answered with this situation that it makes it really, really hard to play this what-if game. I will be really surprised if they agree to this deal. And it's not because of all the protocols that they put in place or things like that. Although I do have a bone to pick with all you baseball, old school baseball stands who hate bat flips and the wave and all that stuff, you grouchy old crotchety people that I truly, truly cannot understand. I don't understand you guys. You don't want the game to progress. In basketball, we talk about how you can't compare different generations of basketball because the game has changed so much over time. And change is what literally keeps people engaged. The change over time, how basketball has been played, where it went from 
passing to triangle to pick and roll. There's different ways that the game changes that make it continuously interesting for fans. And yet, there are so many fans in baseball who don't want baseball to change in any way. You guys were complaining last year about putting nets up. Nets to protect fans from foul balls. Wouldn't that have been, it's kind of hilarious that there were people complaining about that and now you have no season this year. Like, for protection of fans. The irony, I'm sorry, but like, you guys, people and humanity is more important than a game. It just is. That's why putting up nets is not going to ruin the atmosphere of the game. Is it a bummer to have nets up? No, it's not a bummer. It protects you. And yeah, will it be different? Yeah, but guess what? You'll get to say that you went to games and you were part of a generation where balls came flying at your face and that, and you get to tell those stories to your grandkids, you old crotchety people. I don't get it. Why you're so against changing baseball? Robo-umps are godforsaken for you, some of you guys, and yet um, there's no baseball this season. What's worse, no baseball or robo-umps? Uh, you guys all are always so negative about the changes that, that baseball wants to make. However, for there to be a season this year, baseball pretty much can't look like baseball. And yet you guys are now complaining that there's not baseball. Well, if you really want them to bring back baseball, the product that you expect them to bring back, then you shouldn't want them to bring it back. It doesn't make any sense because they're not going to bring back baseball that you're used to. This is baseball with no high fives, no fist bumps, no hugs, no congratulating, no celebrating after a walk off, no chewing gum, no tobacco, no sunflower seeds, getting rid of a ball after every single, what, after every single pitch, basically, unless it's a strikeout or, or a strike, I guess, um, it's crazy to me that some of you guys are still on board with them bringing it back when the reality of just how risky it is just to bring back a game is ridiculous. I understand that it's a business, but for fans to be pushing for this business to come back is kind of ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You guys are talking about people risking their lives and because it's not you risking your life and it's be and because it's not owners risking their lives, they're willing to to play this what if game and what if we bring it back and what if we do all these things to make it work bringing it back and despite what I've read about the the proposal there's still so many what ifs so many things that are unanswered so many things that don't necessarily make sense and in so many things that are unknown still that it, it seems that it would be a very, very hard and tall task for the MLB to do. I'm super interested to see what happens on Monday. But you've obviously seen lots of guys out there saying one of two things. One, we want to play. Every single baseball player I've spoken to during pan the pandemic, during this time of quarantine, whether minor leagues, major leagues, every single one of them says the same thing. Yeah, no duh, I want to play. They want to play. We know they want to play, but they don't want to play for less than what their value is. And and that value now changes when you're talking about risking, potentially risking your life. Hey guys, Jenna Garcia here, host of your Locked on Rockies podcast. Have you guys heard of Built Bar? 
because if you haven't, you need to check it out. They are the tastiest protein bars on the market today. Literally, they taste like candy. There's 16 amazing flavors and even some nut-free options. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate and are soft and easy to chew. But best of all, Built Bars are healthy. They can help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a tasty, delicious, chocolatey treat. They have low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Seriously, I'm not joking. They taste amazing and they're good for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Now, if you guys don't follow the podcast or this is your first time listening, be sure to check out and follow me at Vita Viva Diva on Twitter and Instagram. Vita Viva Diva. That's the best way to participate in the podcast and to partake. We're even thinking about doing podcasts more live, so we'll do some of those coming up soon. Um, but in on my Instagram, I posted a, an opportunity for people to chime in on this exact topic, whether they thought players should be fighting for the money that they believe they deserve or not. And one person in particular chimed in saying, hey, if the military is expected to risk their life, then why aren't players? And I can't even say it with a straight face. Like you guys can, you can hear the laughter in my voice. Hopefully I cannot believe this person. First of all, when you sign up to play in the MLB, you did not sign up to serve your country and to lay down your life for people. When you sign up for the military, you do. You take an oath to serve and to protect your country. That's not the same thing as being a baseball player. I'm sorry, but it's kind of, it's just laughable that somebody thought that that was actually something they should say out loud. I'm, I'm really, really worried about, about some of you guys out there. These MLB players should not be required to risk their life. There should be protocols in place that keep them safe during this time. And if those protocols do not keep them safe, they shouldn't be required to play. According to the document, it says that at-risk players won't be required to play. They could sit out players who have maybe Im immunity issues, immune deficiencies, um, at-risk players for injuries and things like that. Things, um, something that comes to mind, uh, Scott Oberg, I believe, he had blood clots last year. That, um, that would be somebody who I would say, okay, that's a little risky. 
you you that's not his first blood clot that um seems risky to me to have you out there chad bettis who overcame cancer probably can't be out there on the field um during these circumstances i would consider him a high risk he had cancer his uh, body is more susceptible to potentially not being able to fight corona but there's still so many things that we don't know about coronavirus, including that I saw today that it impacts men more than it impacts women. So every single man who walks out in, onto that field could potentially be more at risk than a woman out on that field. Um, we also don't know how it affects men and their, as far as fertility goes. We don't know how it affects them in long term. What if they, it affects their lung? Somebody gets it and they their lung capacity never is able to recover from it. That ruins their career just so that they could play in a short season in 2020. Um, that seems silly and not not smart as a player who's looking. This is their form of providing for their family. Players who have kids, who or who are whose wives are pregnant and who are potentially have due dates during this 82 game half a season thing that they might play. Uh, will that player be allowed to go home? According to what I uh, what I understand from the document, players will be uh, allowed to go home, but I don't think they'll be allowed to in the middle of the season. It does say that they will be asking players not to, like while traveling, they won't be able to go out and partake in normal activities like they would when they're traveling, like going to restaurants, eating out when they're on the road, and things like that. Uh, it says, while the MLB will not formally restrict the activities of covered individuals when they are away from work, uh, but they will expect members of each team to ensure that they all act responsibly. The careless actions of a single member of a team places the entire team and their families at risk, and teams should agree on their own off-field code of conduct for themselves and their family members to minimize the risk to the team. That is going to be really hard. You're not going to be able to monitor what teams, what players do when they are not at work. So when they are home with their families, will they wear masks? Will they uh, interact with their families? All of these things that they need to be able to have answers to before they can move forward. Um, not to mention, they are expecting to need upwards of 10,000 tests per week just to test Tier 1 and Tier 2 level individuals uh, multiple times a week. Seems like a lot of tests that you're using just to make sure that there can be a game on so that billionaires and multi-millionaires can make more money it just seems ridiculous like we're using 10,000 plus tests what about all the people who can't afford tests what about all the people who are catching COVID-19 in um, low-income areas instead and can't afford to be tested or are suffering from this and and instead those tests are going to the MLB I just really, really think everyone should take a moment and question what is the value that we're saying these players' lives are worth? Because we're constantly evaluating players, we're constantly analyzing players based on their analytics um, and deciding, you know what, Ian Desmond, you're worth $70 million over five years, or Nolan, you're worth $38 million this year, 
or whatever it might be, we're, we're telling players that they're, they're worth a number, a number of dollars. There's a dollar sign number on each one of these players. And I don't think that you could add enough zeros to a pl- person, any person, any player. It could be Mike Trout or it could be, um, I'm trying to think of somebody the exact opposite of Mike Trout. Drew Butera. It could be Mike Trout or it could be Drew, Bu- Drew Butera, and neither one of them, you couldn't add enough zeros on a piece of paper for me to say that's worth Drew's life or that's worth Mike's life. What happens, has anyone considered the fact that we don't know what happens if a player dies from this? If a major athlete, if a MLB player catches corona and does not overcome it, we're all assuming that there'll be because they're tested bi-weekly, they'll be able to catch it. And because they're young and fit and in shape, they'll be able to overcome it. But you don't know. Different people are acting differently with symptoms. Different people are showing symptoms and other people are overcoming the symptoms easier than others. Are the odds more in their favor? Sure. Is that worth risking someone's life? If the odds are more in my favor, and then you're going to ask them to take less money because they're because they need to revenue share with owners who are already billionaires. I get it. The players are already, some of them are already millionaires too. That is, that's not the point. The point is that this shouldn't even be on the table. It just shouldn't. Why is it expected for everyone to budget their money and to control and, and think out, you know, well, what if an accident happens? What if I need to have money set aside and saved aside? And yet we haven't expected that of MLB teams and of major corporations. Should they not have money set aside for a serious um, layoff or a player strike or a situation like this? Because there are billions of dollars involved. I'm not saying that if there's no season, no pay for the players. I'm not saying I'm not saying if there's no season you pay the players the same amount. I'm saying there shouldn't be a season because you're risking people's lives and you're risking their ability to return to their families and every time they do return to their families you're risking their families' lives as well. Or are you asking them not not to see their mothers or their fathers on Father's Day or things like that? A lot of them don't see them anyway, so maybe they'd be up for it. But Point being is you're asking a lot of things from people who are already in a risky business. They're already pro- could get injured every single year. There are risks involved in being a professional athlete, and now there's a risk that you can't fix. It's not a broken leg. It's not a dislocated shoulder. It's not a 90-mile-per-hour fastball to the hip and a bad bruise for the next couple weeks. It's none of those things. This is life and death, and you don't have enough answers to really be considering this. I I think it, it, the fact that they have put this out there more indicts humanity on the fact that we don't care about people's lives as much as we should in this country. We care more about business. We care more about baseball. Baseball, it's a game. I just, I can't get on board with it, you guys. I'm really sorry that I can't be more one way or more in the middle about this. But 
Nolan Arenado was quoted um, in an article by Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic saying, the public should know that we want to play baseball as long as it's right and as long as it's fair. We want to be out there. We want to go play. The one thing he missed is as long as it's safe. That's the one thing he forgot to say in that statement. But it should be right, it should be fair, and it should be safe for players. And if they can't promise that to players, then there shouldn't be a 2020 season. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Locked On Rockies podcast on your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.